This is Alpha Geek Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. <laughs> Potato-based. <laughs> That sounds weird. It's a potato-based. It's a potato-based game. (laughs) It's a spud game of the spud um... genre. I don't like this place. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. For Sunday, October 8th, this is Casually Hardcore. I am your host, Grail. I'm Vindy. And I'm Dexa. And we are doing a show. That's good. (laughs) Baby steps. (laughs) Right? Uh, We did the hype train. Yeah, we we posted some interviews we did from PAX. Uh, We do have some wrap-ups left to post on there, but we're going to use some of this show to talk about some of the things that either didn't get into our wrap-ups or that uh, we wanted to cover in more detail, and then talk about some of the games we've been playing lately, because there is the kind of pre-Christmas release bonanza starting to happen, so we're starting to see some of the bigger games come out, as well as, of course, Uh, games from various indies folks so with that let's start with some of the stuff from PAX Daxa okay Um, so I again unfortunately it's been a while since our PAX experience um, which was (laughs) really great but we did interview a lot of people about a lot of great games unfortunately none of those games are out quite yet? No, some are. Masquerade is already out. Masquerade, yeah, it Rada, is. Um, Masquerade. Most of them are not out yet, though. Uh, in fact, all the ones that I was really interested are not out yet. Okay. Um, a lot of the ones on the Tiny Bubbles, which is on the... Um, Mobile. A Tiny Bubble, which is, is on the Is it Tiny iPad. Bubble? Singular? I thought it was, thought it was Bubbles. That's thought it was said. plural bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> but you went tiny bubble. Then you sound like you corrected yourself to bubble. Because it sounded like you were correct. Oh, no. So uh, nope. I, that's why I was like, oh, well, I thought it was tiny bubbles. Anyway, yeah. that one was on the iPad. And then um, the the MMO that won't be out for, I don't know, a couple of years, which was oh my gosh. Um, Ashes. Mm-hmm. Of creation. Of Yeah, Ashes of creation. And then we have... What's it? Masquerade, I think, is really the only one of the ones I was really interested in that's out right now. The virtual reality one, too. The the one about packing boxes, that one's not out yet. Ship It, uh, uh, ship which it. I <laughs> think has already... I think it just came out. Or, I don't know. I know I've read some stuff uh, uh various people playing it. I'm not sure if it's out yet or not, but that's a VR-only game on the PC. I know. Um, our other interviews were like, I mean, obviously Jinx Clothing is out, <laughs> so oh, yes, there is that. That, that is available. Uh, a lot of the games that we uh, talked about with uh, various software developers, yeah, are coming out. One of them, uh, Party Golf, is actually due out on the Switch, I believe, next week. Oh, and that oh, one was wow. really fun, yeah, too. Yeah, it's like... That I one think was a blast. The 14th 
comes out. So I'm, I just saw that when I was browsing their online store. So I'm excited for that one for sure. There was a high level of custom customizability and troll ability. Yeah, like total party <laughs> game, which yeah, seemed really yeah. cool. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, a bunch of those coming out. I know we covered a decent amount of things we saw, uh, and we'll, we'll obviously get those posted. Uh, some of the games that are out that we've seen and were interesting, I know uh, Vindy and I talked about this earlier, was like West of Loathing, which is mm-hmm. the stick figure Western game that's all in black and white that has a combat system kind of a la the classic fa- Final Fantasy but really weird humor. Um, it seemed pretty cool. I enjoyed it. And it's like right now, it's, I think it's like 10 bucks on Steam. So it, Yeah, it seems really witty, like really dry humor. It seems like there's a lot of like meme fun poking at like internet culture on yeah. it as well. Yeah, interesting c- character classes uh, and just, yeah, it seemed like a kind of cool game. So I'm definitely interested in picking that one up as soon as I have time to actually play any game. That would be nice. (laughs) Or any other games, I should say. Yeah, the only game that I got really into after PAX was Masquerada. And we were able to get, we were able to sit down with a representative from the developer. And she gave us like an amazing little go through of the game. And we got to play a short section of it. But she really gave us a lot of information on like, the backstory and the characters. Yeah. Um, and she made it really interesting. So that was one that when I got home, I, I loaded it up and I played it a little bit since then. I think I'm about like halfway. I think I, it's hard to, it's hard to tell um, how far through I am, but based off of the, I don't, what did they say? It's like a 15 hour game. Is that what I they said? I think so. Yeah, yeah. 12 to 15. Yeah. Yeah. So I, based on that, roughly, I'm probably about halfway through. But I'm also that idiot that likes to run around to all the corners and check to make sure I'm not missing right. anything. Oh, I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> to pick up. Like, I got to have all the collectibles. It's important to my experience. Yeah. Um, but I, I really have so I've enjoyed the story a lot. Um, but the gameplay is really different. It harkens back a little bit to transistor game that i was all about there for a hot second right um and some other like weird quirky things that i've really enjoyed are like the load times in it are nigh instantaneous they're not long at all and i've managed to not get stuck anywhere that's such a terrible like that's bad when you're judging a game. You've had so many bad experiences with a game that you're like, well, I haven't bugged it out yet. <laughs> you know? Like, that's when you know it's bad. But I haven't. So there's that. It's great. I mean. That's good. That's impressive. Yeah. I've, with all my corner digging, it's very yeah. impressive. Yeah, um, the only thing the that I really wish, it doesn't seem to have much interact interactive to it like there's no choices that you can make mm-hmm. um, it doesn't it doesn't seem like as of right now you you gain favor with your companions you know if you take more of them out on mission like than other ones right. it doesn't seem like there is maybe there is and I'm just missing it and it'll come together at the end but the story in it is like incredibly in depth <laughs> it is the 
the whole world is completely formed. The backstory over years and years and everything has its own names and it's all uniquely created. Um, so that's been an amazing experience to kind of learn slowly because it's literally like reading through like a Lord of the Rings style world. <laughs> like there's so much going on in it. Uh, so it's been a slow journey of trying to understand what everything means and put it all together. But it's kind of an interest. You don't really get that much in depth with the stories anymore with most games. So that's been exciting. Yeah. And I know they, they mentioned that it was it was definitely a linear game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, so, they did. Which is fine. I mean, I think, uh, I think there needs to be a mix of games out there, some more linear than others. Uh, this one, obviously, and I mean, in the funny, they always give it that knock of it's an on-rails game. But, <laughs> I mean, if the story is compelling, then, you know, every single movie mm-hmm. and book is on rails. So, you know, that's that to me is, is a lazy way. Uh, way of reviewing something so as long as it's it's compelling and keeping you interested in what the backstory is and what's going on i think that's worthwhile even if you don't have the the extra role-playing choices such as uh you know gaining favor or mm-hmm. uh, being able to choose kind of your own path because usually if you're choosing your own path that cho- leads to multiple endings uh which in a st- if it's a very rich backstory there's usually then, even if you have multiple endings, there's always one that's kind of considered the canon ending. So it's to me, it's okay if it's just like, let's just have the canon ending then. Like, why why muddy the waters? Really and sometimes you can get lost in all that extra stuff, I yeah, think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it would be a lot, especially with how complicated the plot is yeah. and how long it takes you to become comfortable with the terminology and the different classes of people and the different official names for the cities and people in the cities. Um, it would be a lot yeah. to, to yeah, have to learn more than that. Build all that and then try to take into account what you know the player's doing with it. Uh, would be rough for mm-hmm. sure not only for the player but for the developers as well so mm-hmm. yeah i think it's it's perfectly acceptable i think there's enough sandbox or multiple choice games out there that it's nice to have uh, a wide spectrum of games available so that's good i mean yeah it's it's on my list of games to play for sure yeah i think when for me one of the ones i want to play is the west of loathing that stick figure one yeah that's what we just mentioned Huh? That's what we were talking about before, the stick the, the figure one. Previous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that one's available now, though, right? Yes, that's one of the few that are out right now. Um, I'm looking, because I put a lot of games on my wish list from Steam. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm looking on there. Like, Party Golf is actually already out on Steam. It just isn't out on the Switch. And uh, yeah, if you have a Switch, Switch. I, yeah. I mean, to me, it's like I'll, I'll wait the extra seven days and pick it up there, because I think that's, especially knowing, like, I have a Switch, Vindy has a Switch, that means we have four controllers already. Yeah. So yeah, and I have extra sense. ones yeah. too. So and it feels like that's a game where you know really it might be amusing to play by yourself, but really it's going to be played when we have a lot of people over. So it, mm-hmm. I, I'd rather have it on the system that makes that the easiest to to do. Um, and then yeah, I have. There's a few other ones that I know we saw that I threw on there. The uh, oh god, well, at sundown. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that was another good party game. was at Sundown? That was the one where everybody, you pick your weapon and everybody's invisible until oh, you actually yes, fire yes, yes. or shoot. So it's another party yeah. type game, but I really enjoyed oh, that one. Oh, my God. I got my butt whooped on that one. Yeah. That was awful. Yeah. So that looked <laughs> cool. Uh, there was one that I, oh, the church in the darkness looked really good. Um, that one's not out yet, but that's kind of the stealth where you're going in like a oh yeah no I remember that one that was a good one cult and trying to find your sister or some some family it's your member. nephew nephew yeah mm-hmm. uh, so that looked good uh, and that one though that one is is one that has if you play it multiple yes. times it actually changes as you play it so well, that one is a little bit different each time you play it yeah that one I mean and it may not only be your choices but also how you approach it you can yes. go passive stealth you can go you know let's shoot everybody so it it definitely reacts to how you uh play the game which is good uh yeah that game looked a little crazy yeah like the subject matter of it was was, it's yeah it's different i've never seen a game that dealt with like you know the branch davidian type cult yeah so in that manner especially in the 1970s where you know everybody's preparing to drink the kool-aid so I think that's that's an interesting setting already, and the gameplay was fun. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, there was a fighting game that was interesting called Way of the Passive Fist that I kind of enjoyed playing. It was uh, almost like a, a throwback game to like uh, Final Fight or like a sky side scrolling beat em up. But the whole premise was is you don't actually attack; everything is parrying and blocking. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you beat people up through that. So it was interesting. It was kind of a fun game, so I wanted to keep an eye on it. Uh, there was one of the other ones from the PAX 10, which apparently is out now, which is also means you know probably the next Steam sale I'll be picking it up, which was Anti-Hero, oh, which yes. was oh, yeah. the uh, yes. cool like setting up your own gang uh, in like a uh, 18th century London. So that one seemed pretty neat, and I've seen it a couple years now there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a there's a good good chunk of games now that I'm looking forward to just from, and a lot of that's from like the indie area. There was another there was another indie game. I think it was in the indie mega booth that Daxa and I played. It was that weird, colorful two player. Do you remember what that name was? Which one are we talking about? The, it was where we played two-player, and it was where you were the little colorful characters, and you had the long legs, and you could get up, you could like oh, go up really high, yeah. oh. go really low, and then you could play, like you had to solve puzzles together. Yeah, yeah. and you could like kick each other. And yeah, of course, Vindy, God forbid, the troll that she is, we couldn't get anything done because she kept kicking me off the boat, and at the very kick. end, you both have to get onto a boat. <laughs> but you can like, it's... Not even like a, a frontwards kick. It's literally like straight on to your little guy. And it's just like this 90 degree, like aggressive side kick it is. that you give people. It's just hilarious. We were playing after a little kid and his father were playing together. And it was really cute for them to solve the puzzle together. Their puzzle had little cars that they had yeah. to drive yeah. in. And did you so notice cute. that the little kid was way more co- cooperative than you were? <laughs> At the beginning, yeah. And then no, the he was end, kicking the I mean. crap out of the dad at the beginning. That was an accident, though. Yeah. No, he was laughing. He knew what he was doing. But then, like, he tried to get on the boat, and the dad just launched the kid. That was yeah. awesome. Payback. Yeah. God, I, yeah, I 
have no idea what that was called. That That was was a lot of fun. It was really cute. And I'm trying to like search really quick for it with things like puzzle blob kicking. (laughs) (laughs) And I won't make it work. I'm not getting any results. So we'll we'll have to look that one up because I definitely want to give that uh, some attention because that was really cool. And it really had a neat booth too for it as well. It was like the booth was memorable. The game was memorable. The name apparently was not. (laughs) The booth was super pink and they had little pink. It's called Piku Niku. Piku Niku. Niku. Okay. Niku Niku. Yeah. Ultra cute. Ultra cute. Yeah. It looks like there's more. Like, we didn't. We got some pretty. I mean, like, basic puzzles. I I don't want to say all puzzles are complicated, but, like, the environments that we had were just, like, ledges and buttons and balls and stuff. But looking at some of the screenshots from it, it looks like there's, like, some trees and, like, water spouts and stuff like that. Like, yeah, he said there was a lot of levels. Yeah, I'm trying to look. I don't see... It. I mean, it looks like it's 2018, but there's no date for it yet. Yeah, it still says it's in development. Yeah, uh, it <laughs> looks... <laughs> it's called a therapeutic playground. Nice. But, but really... But really, though, like, I mean, is it therapeutic when you get kicked across the screen? Well, like, it's therapeutic it's for somebody. It was therapeutic <laughs> for the one doing the kicking. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, it looks like that's going to be a PC and Switch release. So uh, it was yeah. great for the Switch, too. It utilizes Joy-Cons like you, you took yeah. them out separately. So really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Does a great Looks like another one that's really meant for that system. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah that game was so really much good. Fun. Yeah, that was that was a lot of a lot of uh, interesting ideas in that one. And obviously, the game modes—you just have these blobs. The fact that they every time somebody played it, it seemed like they were doing something completely different, which right? is really mm-hmm. neat. When you so. had to fling yourself and your yeah. little arms came out and you had to like grab onto things and obviously you could do the kicking. Yeah. So there was a lot of very interesting thing. You could stand on top of one another and yeah, yeah. it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was fun. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, go ahead. The other game that I was really into was the Kingsbird. That yeah. was that gliding game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No combat. At least that not that we saw, but just you have to glide and utilize like gliding physics and you could draft off of walls and it was all about like avoiding terrain and getting through. Right. And we had an interview with uh, Serenity Forge who made mm-hmm. that game. Uh, that one was really cool, as was uh, Once Upon a Coma of theirs. Yeah, that, that was awesome. awesome. That. Seemed very, yeah. very neat as well. I didn't so. want to get off of that one. Yeah. That was very pinstripe-esque. Yeah. So it's, yeah, those are definitely ones. Unfortunately, those aren't even available to throw on your wish list yet because I checked those as well. Uh, so hopefully they'll get them up on Steam soon. Uh, for something that you can at least keep an eye on, which mm-hmm. uh, is good. I think that's a, a great feature of that platform. Yeah, because then you forget about it. Yeah. And you you don't remember from, you know, I mean, there's so many games that just come at you from every angle, from your iPad, your phone, your computer, your, you know, your Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. They're, they're just coming from everywhere. And 
there's all these amazing games that I played at PAX that I really want to remember, and I really want to make sure that I, when they do come out, I get them. But right. if there's not a way to keep track of all that, no, I know. I mean, obviously the the big one. So like this Tuesday, uh, Shadow of War comes out. <gasps> that was so good. <laughs> Oh, the new mechanics on that are so good. It's not even my type of game, but it was so much fun to play. Yeah. So that one I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, obviously, we saw Destiny 2 there. Destiny 2 is already released. Mm -hmm. uh, it actually released pretty much right after PAX. Uh, so that was another one of the big games that was at PAX that we got to play. So yeah, a lot of the it was a lot of the smaller games that are not that are kind of not coming out for a while. Like they gave us a much earlier look. Most of the bigger kind of AAA games, like Evil Within Two, I think is this year. Uh, yeah, that came out like a week after PAX. Yeah, it, it was, I, I, is it we already were playing out? a finished yeah. game? Oh wow, okay. Was, yeah, I didn't yeah, see I it. Mean, so yeah, <laughs> it was just, but it was just so funny like Dax and I went in there we while well, we waited forever and right. then we went in there for the half an hour demo of experiencing yeah. that game and it was just like it's exactly what you expect it was great it's yeah. polished it's finished like yeah it's like it's a, it's almost ready to ship yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, like right. ship it give it in a box it's done like and there it is so October yeah October 13th 13th, it says is the release date. Okay, so oh, it's wow. a, it's another one this next week then will be showing Friday, up. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them like that, and it kind of makes sense, because a lot of these were previewed at E3, uh, and like, you know, we're definitely in now the Christmas season, uh, which is normally a lot of games are going to release in October and November so people can buy it for Christmas. Uh, anything that usually gets pushed to December then gets pushed into the new year at that point. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Was there any other big games that you guys recall that we haven't talked about or ones that we liked? No, not that we haven't talked about. I know we've talked about the other ones quite a bit. Um, the, the one interesting thing, though, there was that game that taught you how to speak Japanese. Oh, that was neat. It was a card game. Were you there for that, Vindy, or did you already... Yeah, I was. Okay, yeah. So that was, yeah, actually a physical card game that you play, but it was set up in a way to get you to learn the basics of Japanese The basics speaking. of sentence structure right. of Japanese. So a lot of the sentences you put together were, like, funny, because it was like, you know, the dog bit my cheesecake or whatever. Yeah. So it was just basically teaching you the sentence structure as far as how you how you speak Japanese and the words didn't really matter because they figure that you can learn the words as you go but the most important thing about learning that language is the structure of how they speak just like a lot of times when people go from Spanish to English um, they're it's a lot of the sentence structures backwards mm -hmm. so one language or the other you'll be speaking it backwards so you'll say like instead of the dog ate my sandwich you'll say the sandwich the dogs the eight dog my sandwich right or right the sandwich so was eight yeah it was dog. it was yeah. uh, no it's, it doesn't even make sense no though. really it, okay. it, yeah when you yeah. when you switch them around so a lot of people learn by just remembering the words and then hoping that they put them together correctly where this teaches you how to put them correctly together correctly and then the words come as you do it Mm -hmm. It was really interesting. I'd like to see if there's any other language that they can do like that. They did say that because Japanese is so structured, it's one of the easier languages to put together that way. That other languages wouldn't 
be able to be um, played as easily as this one because of their the way the sentence sentence structure is so loose. Yeah. Yeah, I love the idea though. Like, I'm really I don't really like the way that language is taught in in the United States in our public schools. I I think that it's not really like you said useful to just learn the vocabulary and just hope and pray that you got the sentence structure together. And because I mean, I guess you could just say nouns and verbs and I guess get your point across. <laughs> I, I mean, technically, but this game seemed a little bit more interactive. It, it seemed everything was color coded. So it was, you were very aware of what you were learning. Each of the cards had an, an example of how to use them. Um, thought it was really like for somebody trying to learn Japanese, like maybe instead of getting a book, like I would try that. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. It seems a little bit more interactive. At least to get started, and and they also mentioned that like uh, Japan apparently has a specified curriculum for how to learn Japanese, and this was certified or or meets that criteria uh, for how the Japanese would expect you. Like if you've done this and you then are proficient, and I guess there's levels of there's grades, yeah. yeah, and so, they ask you what grade you are right. in their you know whatever specified curriculum it is yeah so that's really cool too it's like not only is it teaching you japanese but it's teaching you like if you actually went to japan you'd stand a fighting chance <laughs> so, you could actually utilize it yeah. in you know japanese the work environment which i mean it's like the point kind right. of the point of learning another language is so that you can utilize it in your daily personal and work life yeah like not so you can just say my pants are yellow in right. Spanish right. like where is the beer where's the bar where's the bathroom where's the embassy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that was cool uh, I know one game that I experienced because I think this was after you'd left Vindy and I don't know where uh, Daxa and our other friend were at, but I went and played uh, Fantasy Flight's version of Civilization, which was a board game. And Fantasy Flight tends to be kind of like a lot of pieces and a lot of like rules and stuff. And Civilization, if you've ever played that, is a mm. pretty in-depth strategy game uh, that obviously is gone through many iterations they've just recently came out with civilization 6 so i was expecting the board game to be pretty heavy and funny enough for a fantasy flight game like we flew through it like literally on your turn you can only do like two actions so it was pretty fast to take your turn and we went around it was cool like everybody was playing a different nation and you had to kind of prioritize you had five or six different kind of tracks that you could prioritize and when you use something it kind of go down to the bottom of the the barrel so you could keep using the same thing over and over but it was more effective to let it kind of build up and then use it so <laughs> it was fun like for i think it was about a 45 minute demo and we got through a decent amount and it was it, it was pretty streamlined and, and a lot of fun to play i don't think i think this was uh, still in the demo phase so they were not they hadn't released it yet uh but it would definitely be one i'd be interested in because uh, i thought it was a lot simpler and the concepts were really easy to pick up Mm. Yeah, overall, I think we had a lot of great um, luck with a lot of video games, um, card yeah. games. We picked up a new card game also. Um, so that was really interesting. The thing we didn't play as much is there weren't a lot of um, pen and paper role playing 
no. game options as there were previous years. Yeah, with Wizard of the Coast not being there in any like you know massive presence like they were in previous years, I think that you know definitely downgraded it some. I, I mean, obviously Pathfinder also, if they were there, they were in a different area because that wasn't there yeah. as well. So a lot of your normal pen and paper uh, uh, opportunities seem to not be around but at the same time I know there was a couple areas we never even got to at like the various hotels which I think is where more of that stuff was so it's true that was where the kitten petting area was yeah we didn't pet any kittens screw those kittens hey you know what I would have I was even willing to take allergy medicine to go I pet know, the that would have been fun so. but oh well you know one thing that we saw that we haven't talked about yet hmm. is figment the game that was based off of oh, the car crash and yes. the whimsical style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Uh, that one, yeah, I think they even, uh, we were able to play a little of the beta uh, even before PAX, but that was a really neat, mm. almost felt like, have you, I know you picked it up. Have you played Bastion at all yet? I haven't yet. Okay. It, it felt like Bastion to me in terms of the mechanics and the way it was playing. Uh, but it was it was kind of that three fourths view uh, adventure style mm-hmm. game where you're kind of running around uh, and trying to determine even like where you are, or what's going yeah, on. Yeah, the story we don't I don't want to say too much about the right. story because it'll reveal too much about the 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 storyline that you, that you find out during the game and that that's part of the what makes the game really good. Um, but basically, there there is a car crash, and then you are in this world, and um, it is very bright. It's very yeah. colorful. I love the art style. The art style was neat, um, and I haven't I haven't played through a lot of it. I think I only played for through the first couple of levels. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun, and it's really pretty, and the story's really good, which to me. You can have a not-so-great-looking game, but if your story's magnificent, I'm going to play it, probably. Yeah. It was not what I expected it to be. When We we, we ended up walking by it the first right. time. Which is really funny, because I was specifically looking for it. Yeah, we were. she was specifically going down the aisle looking for this game, and we ended up walking by it, but I don't... I mean, I didn't know what to expect, but it was surely not that art style. The <laughs> cutesy, whimsical art style at all. And the funny thing is, I had played it. Yeah. I knew that was the art style. <laughs> but they had it on a completely it. different level than I had played, which yeah. looked a little different. And I was like, wow, that's really that's a really pretty that's really pretty art. And then we walked right by it looking for yeah. the game. <laughs> but uh when we went back we did we were able to play it and it was a lot of fun. What was the one that you, I think I know you played, Dax? It was the where you were torturing the potatoes. I love that! <laughs> so good um it was like spuds no something. you weren't torturing the potatoes you were actually a cook or, in hell yeah um, or you were executing the bad potatoes no, or something. you were yeah what you were doing it yes you were torturing the bad potatoes yeah and you were um feeding them to the gods oh so that's the gods right. would come into your restaurant and right. you <laughs> you would feed them the bad potatoes um i don't remember what was that game called um I don't know, but I remember it was it was definitely interesting. <laughs> they have another one, another game that's out already that is not. Um, it is potato based, also. 
<laughs> potato based. <laughs> that sounds weird. It's a potato based. It's, it's a potato spud, based spud game. Based. <laughs> it's a spud game of but, the spud um, genre. Uh, but yeah, it's it was really cute. So yeah, you're a chef. You apparently are dead, and you're you're in a restaurant in hell, and the one of the your boss there is making you. Um, it's it is called Spud S P U D right? Is that what it's called? I don't remember. Um, but anyway, so yeah, and you're you're torturing the potatoes. There you're you go. Them into different things. Yeah. You're making them into mashed potatoes and French fries. And yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a cooking game, except where your food is sentient and you're yeah. abusing it. <laughs> and Aries, Aries comes in, and you know he's yeah. He's I know one, Loki came in. He's for your an client, order. and Loki yeah. comes in. Yeah, and they're your yeah. all the gods are your clients, and they come in, and, and you yeah. have to have their meals ready for them, their favorite meals ready right. for them. Um, they, the gods like carbs, apparently. Holy potatoes. Holy potatoes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, <sighs> yeah, that one was really good. But they do have other, like I said, they do have other yeah. potato-based games um, <laughs> that are different. Yeah. But this one was really fun, I thought. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> it was cute. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, kind of the last final thoughts for... Uh, PAX 2017. Sorry, uh, they're so late. Yeah. Final, final thoughts. Final, final, final. Uh, so, yeah, there was a, a lot to see at the show. Always a great show. I know next up for them, I believe, is Australia. And then uh, <sighs> San and or yeah, San Antonio. They're also doing PAX Unplugged, which is really focused on just the board and card games, so no video uh, games in Philadelphia. I forget when exactly that one's coming, but that's another you know opportunity to go to and get a PAX or PAX-like experience. And so yeah, that'd be interesting to go to. Yeah, you know, video games, but card games and board yeah. games and stuff. Maybe a little, a little are more you, focused. Do you think there would be? Um, Pen and paper RPGs. I would assume so. Yeah, I think it's basically anything non-electronic. So that's fantastic. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. So it's neat. Uh, All right. So moving ahead. So since then, we've all been playing some games. Uh, Vindy, I know you've been playing. You mentioned Masquerada, uh, but you've also gotten a, a little bit more back into WoW. Correct. Yeah, I think, as I mentioned earlier, I think WoW is just one of those games that you can easily jump back into yeah. and play for a little bit. Um, but if you ask me my opinion on this expansion, is I, I really enjoy Legion. Um, and I, I've been playing since day one. So I've, I've had the ups and downs of some of the really good expansions and some of the, the unnamed expansions that we yeah. just don't talk about. And I think that Right now, though, they are still kind of in the process of making the game more accessible and more easy to come back into if you just haven't been in it in a while. Um, It's still... This expansion is still good. It's still challenging. Um, It seems like they're incorporating... For anybody that has played Diablo 3 recently, they're incorporating a lot of the same elements into WoW. um, I.e. the... The... What are they called? The rifts in Diablo and how you can do different level greater rifts. Um, you can do different level dungeons in WoW now, which if you don't want to raid, like I don't have the time to commit <laughs> really to raiding, I can just do these dungeons instead and still get comparable gear. Um, so I think that it's 
it's except they're making it more accessible, but they still have there's still stuff that you can push yourself with, with you can, without rating, without compromising the amount of time that you spend playing the game as you used to have to when you played in Burning Crusade or Wrath. You had to spend a lot of time rating. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you so, wanted, I don't have time yeah. for that anymore. Yeah, if you wanted like the good stuff, for sure. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So you, and, then, uh, and I know you recently got uh, some cool weaponry on your demon hunter. I did. So another cool thing that they did this expansion is rather than have weapons that you can get from bosses or from wherever, you have artifacts, and they stay with you, and your artifact levels up. Um, based off of the relics that you have slotted in it. So you have three relics slotted in it. And then you can also get power, like artifact power and power it up. But you you maintain the same weapons. And like, that's kind of boring, right? Like I'm all about transmogging my gear and I got to look pretty and I want my weapons to look cool. So it gets boring when you have the same thing over and over again. So they have different colors for the artifacts. Um, and then they just have different appearances, right. and they're they're earned different ways. Like some are earned through like really long quest lines, some are earned through PvP exclusively. Um, but there's also challenge level artifact appearances, which are you have to like solo a raid boss essentially, and they're yeah. usually fairly difficult for most classes. Um, mine was, in my opinion, it was difficult. I'm sure some people had no problem with it, but I thought it was <laughs> difficult. So. <laughs> I finally got that, and we finally killed her or killed Jaden this week. Nice. So awesome. Two things combined gave me green, fell, fiery glaives. Cool. And I am a happy camper. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. So I, I think that system is pretty interesting, and they keep it pretty fresh with the appearances and the different colors and. I, I think they've said that they're not doing that again, that artifacts will only be this expansion, which is kind of a bummer for me because it's just like more pieces of gear that you don't have to worry about getting from right. the raid because you're always going to have your artifacts yeah. that are always the best. So, Are I, artifacts always weapons for every class? Um, yeah, for every class, they have weapons. Okay. They're always, but then there are also, in addition to artifacts, you can have legendaries now, and you can wear up to two legendaries, but your class may have, like, up to 20. Oh, you get okay. Them, you get them randomly, unless you're Ethan, and then you get one every three days. Oh. Um, <laughs> but if you're everybody else, like me, I get maybe, like, one a month or right. so. Um, kind of, sometimes. Yeah. And uh, they do different things. They have different, on, on a on equip effects so okay. um, that's the other kind of cool thing and those differ from class to class cool right on so some different stuff I mean that's something that WoW has never done before it's interesting unique to this expansion worth checking out if you're willing to pay the subscription fee yeah yeah, yeah for sure and I mean yeah I've always been a fan of raiding, like the actual act of raiding. I really hate the setup that has to go into raiding. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and the time commitment is just it, not, it's not like attainable normally. Right. Uh, but we, we found a small group of 
friends that we only raid once a week for right. two hours, and it is the most glorious thing. Yeah. You could not ask for anything better. Like, that's it. Yeah. Yep, that's, that's all I need. That's right. the experience I need, and I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, yeah, as long as everybody's kind of committed and you get them in there, you know, and get that solid two hours, then it's... uh. It's a lot of fun, especially, yeah, obviously when you kill things, it's even more fun. Uh, but it's it, it's neat to see, you know, 10 people, 25 people, whatever the raid size happens to be, uh, you know, working in conjunction together to, to accomplish something. So Yeah, in such a short period of time. Right. Because we do progress. And, we're, I, I mean, we're not like, there's another level of raid. So there's normal raiding, there's heroic raiding, and then there's mythic raiding. Right. We're not like a mythic raiding guild. Like, I don't really want to be. Yeah. You know, but like we've killed the last boss on Crux. So I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Like for 10 ish people once a week for right. two hours, like not bad. That's so, solid. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. All right. So, yeah. Uh, it, you know, aforementioned in our last segment, I uh, picked up Destiny 2, which had come out, you know, like roughly uh, right after PAX. And that's which hasn't come out yet. Is that what you mean? No, I'm saying it, it, it came out like right after PAX. No, but it, it actually has not come out yet. Which? Don't you know? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, for, <laughs> for those non-Master Race PC users, uh. <laughs> or as I like to call it, you know, I'm an adult. I can choose whatever system I feel like playing no, things I know, on. I know. <laughs> I'm so far. It's like a month after. Go I ahead, know. Well, so... I mean, so I picked it up. I've been playing it. Uh, it's definitely uh, good, though. It's funny. Like, after playing it, I will equate it. It's like seeing episode seven of Star Wars. Like, you watch it and you go, this was good. I feel like I've done this before, but it still was good. It's good. <laughs> That's Destiny 2. So, and I know, Vindy, you never played Destiny 1, so it's all going to be fresh for you, which is cool. Uh, for me, being a Destiny 1 player, it's a lot of it. I'm like, you know, this this feels really familiar. I've done this before. Yeah. So, mm. it, that's a little disappointing in some of the things they've done. They streamlined a lot of things, which I do like. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth on the message boards around whether or not they've put in enough stuff for people to do at Endgame because there's those, you know, again, just like any game, if you're hardcore and you really play it tons the first few weeks, you can blow through the content. Uh, I'm sure there's people in WoW that did that even with this last expansion, got through mm -hmm. the content really fast. Uh, and so we've seen that in Destiny, but they've been doing a pretty good job uh, of rolling out things to do. They're just this week going to release the prestige version or the you know upgraded version of the raid uh i just got through uh you know four-fifths of the raid this weekend which also and one of the other big things they did instead of making this raid uh, normally you go in and you fight x number of bosses and each boss may have a mechanic to them but really you're there to to kill the boss this raid there's one person you actually fight everything else is a mechanic Oh. event that you have to just deal with the mechanics and you're not actually there to kill a specific boss or person so it was oh. really i mean some people complained about it but i'll give bungie some credit like that's taking kind of a chance of putting out yeah. this type of raid because and i think it's good because if they really can build off of it you will have a set of people that have gone through such a mechanic heavy raid that if they go 
they can bring in other concepts now without having to try to teach people these things. Uh, mm. This was a good, especially if they expected a lot of people who never played Destiny 1 to come in Destiny 2. This is a good level set of like, here's what running through a gauntlet's like. Here's what uh, doing a relay swap is like for, uh, you know, bouncing whatever orb or whatever that you need to get through and cycling it through three people at a time. Uh, so I think they, you know, they, this is kind of building for the future is the way I look at it. Mm, it sounds like I'm going to be really good at this game. Oh, wait, wait till you <laughs> get to the right. side. There's there, like we were in this section of the of the raid the other night that's called the pipe maze. And the pipe maze is these itty bitty little pipes that are suspended above a pool of death. <laughs> and you have to navigate these pipes. Oh, Jesus. And yeah, let me tell One you. One wrong step? One wrong step, you fall into the pipes and you die, and then you have to be rezzed. And it's it's not as brutal as some of the stuff they did in Destiny 1, but about 1 in the morning, it's, yeah, most of the, your raid is pretty much just falling off the pipes left and right at that point because <laughs> everybody's tired. And, yeah, like one little misstep. Or, you know, you start fucking with each other and start throwing grenades at people while they're, you know, on the pipes. But nonetheless, it's it's a... You know, I think I appreciate where they're going. I think they definitely do need to expand out their uh, end game just because for those of us that came from Destiny 1, you know, we're used to there was four raids and there was heroic strikes and there was all these different activities. And now it's kind of been compressed again. And I'm a, I take it it's going to get built out through DLC and and uh, patches and such. But it, it it does seem a little smaller than what the end of Destiny 1 was like. So, and that's always a trouble that, you know, a, a company is going to run into. I'm sure if a company uh, started, you know, or if Blizzard decided to do WoW 2, I can't imagine WoW 2 would be as fleshed out as WoW is right now at the start. I don't know oh. how they could do it. It doesn't seem that, I, I don't know, it just seems stupid. Like, I've heard before that Destiny 2 is kind of a rehash of a lot of the things that was just in Destiny 1, but mm -hmm. I, it doesn't seem smart if they would do a WoW 2. Like, right. I don't... They would just do another expansion. They've changed the game so much since the beginning. Yeah. It, I mean... The and old, not only that, but they've also, like, upgraded the graphics a lot. Right. And changed the way things look, so... Yeah, I don't the know. only that reason be a smart I, idea. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is either they've hit, you know, they hit a wall in their code and basically something foundational mm. is going to prevent mm -hmm. them from doing something so they have to just redo the code at that point uh, or they hit, you know, or graphic level they want to get to that they just can't get to. The only other thing I can think of is if they wanted to expand into like consoles. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and at that point That's they true. may say, you know, we're going to go to consoles. Let's just re-level the playing field and and do WoW two. That's the only reasons I could see Blizzard taking that route. Otherwise, I agree a hundred percent. They they will just keep going with expansions because it's it's more cost effective for them and for the players themselves. So, and I would I would have a meltdown. If, they, if I had to start over again, I would I would be in my room for a long time. It's like over ten years worth of like build up. Yeah. And like oh yeah hoarding stuff. Well, they'll let you transfer your name. I know. Can you imagine? You get your name and your first and your like you know your look, but uh, you're level one. Uh, the you're level one. Uh, Sorry. That would be brutal. 
Yeah, I don't know. I like, and that's you know, I, I know Blizzard was working on another MMO, but not WoW two, which yeah. was codenamed Titan, which eventually became Overwatch, uh, or at least por- portions of it became Overwatch once they kind of scrapped the uh, MMO idea. So yeah, it's something you know. I don't know if if it'll ever if WoW will ever go away or if they'll ever do a sequel to it. Um, but Destiny, I think had a chance like their destiny at launch was a hot mess so the fact they are basically redid their platform to you know treat it like what it is is it's a loot based role-playing game that has great shooting mechanics Mm -hmm. uh which they really didn't understand that's what they had at the beginning they really just focused on it as being a shooter and oh yeah we'll have some weapon drops and it's like no everybody wants to get into the lore and everything else so uh, so I think they've hopefully built themselves a nice base, but now, yeah, they're, it's, they're really on the hook to get it up to where Destiny 1 was in terms of content and then carry it forward with uh, some new stuff, which I think is the, the biggest thing is they're, they're just lacking in new if you came from Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's what I've been doing. I've been playing. I know I see on Dax's screen she has Divinity Original Sin Two also came out, <laughs> which I played a little bit of, and like my it it has like up to I think four player co op in it. Uh, but my friend that we played through Divinity the first one through, like we played Destiny as well. So we're trying to get to a point in Destiny where we're like, okay, I think we're we're pretty comfortable with where our characters are. We'll let them get to a DLC or something and then really dive into Divinity 2. But so far it's been, uh, as build, just fantastic. Great role playing. Uh, the tactical combat's awesome. The fact you it has like some pre-made characters that you can customize, but have like custom voices to them and like these customized backstories that are really cool. Or you can just go in with a completely custom character and ignore that. But uh, you just it's all the way that the elements interact with each other so the fact you can throw down oil again and like put a slick for people that will slip on but then you can light that oil on fire and just use all these different interactions between your various spells and abilities are just really cool uh huge game world i I mean i can't say enough good things about it so. I haven't played that one yet, but yeah. I hear a lot about it from uh, you. It's so good. <laughs> it's fantastic. And I just want Tiny Bubbles to come out. I know, yeah. right? That'd I'm be ready a nice, for some Tiny Bubbleage. Nice, quick, you know. Another thing to play on my iPad, because that's all I've been playing recently. Right. <laughs> I have like six games going on my iPad currently. So, And my favorite one is Cooking Craze, mm. which is... From Big Fish, so mm. I know, I know, but it's so good. Yeah. Well, it's they gotta, you know, get you to fill the slot machine somehow. It's really <laughs> good. Um, so I've been playing a lot of just time wasters, just because my iPad travels with me. It's my um, work iPad. <laughs> I can put games on my work <laughs> iPad it's for personal use, but. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I mean, you're stuck at a hotel. You have, like, 30 minutes between dinner and whatever, and it's easy to just pop in a game. I really liked – I used to love taking my my Surface because it's got steam on it. The problem I've been running into – like with that game Figment, it, it's it's really difficult to play with a touchscreen. Right. So I would have to travel with the mouse, and it's just it's just getting to where I would rather have my computer 
than have my Surface for a yeah. game playing a machine on as I'm traveling. So the iPad's just been a lot easier to to take around with me. So I've been playing a lot of games on there. Um, a lot of you know, kind of like. I guess bejeweled type things where you have to make matches or things like that. I have, I mean, currently I'm playing Homescapes. <laughs> I'm playing Gardenscapes, which is the same by the same people. Um, I'm playing Township, um, which is like where you're building a little town and you've got, mm. you know, it's uh, just, uh, what do you call it? In it? It's a manager. It's an asset manager, basically. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Cooking Craze. I threw Fruit Ninja on there because why the heck not? <laughs> I mean, oldies but goodies, right? right? I should probably throw like, you know, Plants vs. Zombies on there too yeah. at some point. But um, so I've been doing a lot of that on my iPad. I haven't really sat down and played some actual games. Which as soon as um, I messed up my thumb yesterday, so Grail says that as soon as my thumb's all better, I gotta sit down and play some real games. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I picked up uh, the Stardew Valley on the Switch, which is basically the exact type of games you're playing, except it's a pay-once-and-you're-done type game. Which are so much better. Yeah. I'd rather just pay $10 for a freaking game and just ha own the game. It's so much better than this microtransaction BS that they have going on all the yeah. cool games. Either make a game free and ha have it be free, or I'll pay you for the game. Right. I really will. I promise. Yeah, that'd be. Nice. I like. There's like a story of like Jack Black's kid like got a hold of an iPad or something, and he they had microtransactions on the game that he was playing, and he spent like fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> well, um, who was it? One of my uh, um, coworkers. Her daughter. You know, she's got Amazon on her phone, and her daughter oh. was messing around with her phone. And was like, oh, I want to buy that. And she was like buying an Apple phone on her one click. So wow. she purchased an Apple phone twice. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, sometimes those can be a little detrimental to the pocketbook for sure. Um, yeah. But like I said, I mean, if it's a good game, I'd rather like I would easily pay, you know, 10, 15 bucks for all the games that I'm playing right now because they're really good. I mean, they're not... They're not games that I'm going to spend 20, 30, 40 hours playing as far as, you know, with a great story or any of that. Um, but even I bought, you know which one I did buy? That Old Man game? Oh, Old Man's Journey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I bought Old Man's Journey and I finished it. And that was fantastic. That was, you know, it was a, a good, what, three or four hour game. I paid my money for it. Now I own it. It was really cute. So... Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just my preference. I guess people, other people like the microtransactions, but that's not my, that's not my preference of game. Yeah. I think they just do it to make more money. I mean, yeah. like, so they're milking you for literally all your worth in that little period of time that you're playing the game. Oh, yeah. And, you know, maybe you're spending more than the game would have cost, so. Right. And if it is, I think they're, they're kind of gross it's like it, that, right? It's interesting, yeah. though, that the games are like, but to, to get them to g spend money, they have to tailor them in a way to give you the best amount of kind of endorphin rush that you can possibly get. Mm -hmm. So they're tailored to make you feel good while playing, which is cool i guess as a game but it's kind of like then you, it's a little you know 
not so cool when you feel when you realize they're just doing that so that you then go oh i really want to get that feeling again let me let me buy some tokens or whatever you need to buy Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's but yeah, in a lot of the cases, I think the games themselves are are well done. It's just unfortunate that they're they're structured in a way to to get you spend money as much as possible. Which is mm-hmm. why I'm pay- playing like seven games at once, right? Because once I run out of you yeah. know however many turns or whatever in one game, yeah, I stop bounce playing over. it, yeah. bounce over to the next game, and then just keep playing and playing and playing. So that's why I'm playing all these games all yeah. at one time. That's the way to do it. I mean. It, if I'm going to, because I, I did pay a, a little bit at the beginning, but I paid enough to where I gave them, I gave each game that I enjoyed a little bit of money because I feel like I owe that much, you know? Yeah. At least pay like your $5 for the game that I'm enjoying, but that's it. I'm not going to give them any more money, so I'm just going to bounce around from game to game to game until my, you know, time is up or my turns come back or whatever. Right. Cool. So yeah. All right. <laughs> it's like you're getting your hit from yeah. each game. Exactly. Moving on to the next. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. You're like a thousand from game to game to game, getting all its work. <laughs> you figured out how to structure your dealers oh in such God. a way that you always get free samples. Where it's day. always free. Yeah. yeah it's free sample day every day. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oh my but like I said, I did go ahead and do one microtransaction on each and every single game just to give them that. You know, that I love your game. Here's your five bucks. Yeah. Although I would have paid 15 if you would have just left me alone for the rest of the Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that covers what we've been playing. Mm-hmm. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, you can catch us on the web at www.alphageekradio.com. You can find us on Twitter at GrailCH at Dexa. CH and at Vindy underscore. You can look for us on podcast or any of the various streaming services. You can subscribe to us. Uh, check out the website also for all the other great shows. Uh, we have live shows that are done uh, or streamed live. Uh, we have video shows. We have every topic under the sun covered there. So look us up for all your entertainment needs. And with that, I have been Title and background music for this I'm production Indy. provided courtesy of Sean Beeson we are from Poser for Media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. <laughs>